of Stefan Osic. Yo, what is up, family? Welcome back to the podcast. So good to have you back. Um, so good to be back. So good to be bringing to you another offering, another piece of wisdom from a great mind. This podcast was a real cool, unique and interesting conversation. Uh, we're exploring movement. Gabriella is a movement practitioner as we delve into. We learn a lot about his history, his story, uh, uh, where he comes from. He's an Argentinian native. Um, and we get to talk about a lot of his background and how he came about movement, the principles around movement, what it means to be a mover, what it means to be reintegrated, reconnected, to be grounded, what does it mean to pursue a life of movement and how to make it part of your life because that's essentially the whole purpose of uh, this conversation, I think, of most conversations, is to implement and integrate the minds and the speakers that I am blessed and bestowed upon to talk to. So none of these conversations are in vain. They all have a purpose and all have an intention, and this one was um, no exception to that. So... Yeah, just to kind of give a bit of um, context, Gabriela is an Argentinian native and English isn't his um, first language. So he actually reached out to me saying that I'm sorry that I felt that I didn't get to expand upon a lot of the questions you explored. And I wanted to just um, echo back to him because he might listen back to this and say you did an amazing job, brother. Um, I felt we got to explore what we needed to and you expounded upon what you got to and you shared um, a lot of depth and wisdom. So there's no qualms there and for the listener I really hope you guys can pick up and hear the depth of this man and his philosophies. So it was an awesome conversation. I'm super stoked to bring this episode to you and I'm looking forward to many, many, many more. Stay tuned, let me know what you think, and hope you enjoy. Peace and love. Super excited for this, man. I see it would be, I would be foolish to not uh, give you an opportunity to kind of share your story, but I must um, add that it was kind of, I guess you could say it was fate. I met uh, one of the brothers, what was his name? This would have been probably this would have been before the in initial real hectic COVID lockdowns. Uh, he was a capoeira pra practitioner. Capoeira. Capoeira. Is that right? Capoeira. Yeah. yeah. Walamir. Walamir. Oh, Walamir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walamir. I met him at one of the Iron Sand training sessions that uh, Dave Wood, um, a local out in Piha, put on. And we kind of just happened to click. I resonated with his vibe and he mentioned about these capoeira uh, workshops. And then one thing led to another and then he invited me and then I think I booked or I was just about to book but then the COVID lockdowns happened mm. and then ever since then I kind of had this urge to be like man I really want to embrace because I'd heard a lot about capoeira like the movement side of it and like the dance element and the fun element and then fast forward he happened to mention and forward to me this workshop that you'd put on okay and then the moment the moment I saw it I'm like yeah I'm game it was all the key words that you said, like nature, reconnecting, wild, all those key words that just, in my gut, I resonated and knew that this is the place I must be, and now here we are. 
sitting down <laughs> for this conversation. So just, just before we kind of get into your story, I'm super curious as to those key words like nature, reconnection, even the name, Fizz, Fizz Wild, Fizzy Wild? Yeah, yeah, Fizz yeah. Wild, yeah. Fizz, what, what does that mean? Uh, fizz is, is the, it's, it's a form to call it, to call nature. It's the, okay. the, from, the, from that word come physics or physics or, yeah. And wild is because I used to have that brand in my, in our, back in Argentina and I wanted to go back to nature. So the, that wild part is the rewild aspect that I am looking for. Uh, looking for re-ancestralization, you know, and retaking all that our wilder, our wild, wild part, you know what I mean? Uh, so yes. Yeah, I love the, I love the name. But, but the, yeah, reconnection is the is the is the most strong aspect of the of the of the of that brand. And yeah. yeah, yeah. What about it? Um, well, it's the reconnection with all our real roots mm. where we where where um, where we come from you know it's not only okay my dad come from in your case Croatia or my, in my case Argentina or whatever is we are part of the universe so we're, we are try or in my case I was trying to recognize is only for my own job you know my, my own work to go back to that connection reconnect with that with that essence um, yeah trying to remember that we are we are all part of the of this of the same matter of the same soul of the same spirit yeah interesting was when my when my daughter's one of my, my first daughter daughter born uh, in around uh, 2015, yeah, and I said, okay, the world is going crazy, so I need to I need to rethink what I want for for my family, and uh, yeah, that was the f the most powerful message that I received. Okay, I'm I'm bringing my daughter to our life, to this life. So we need to, yeah, we need to do something about it. Wow. So it came to you kind of in an instant. It was like almost like a flash of lightning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's powerful. Yeah. I kind of received the, the message without hearing the message. Kind of, okay, where's, where's the path going? Where I should go now? Had, at that point, were you in New Zealand? So I guess we can kind of come to your, your origins a bit. What? In that moment, I was in Argentina. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Argentina is—it's a beautiful place. It's uh, with lovely people, but as every everywhere, if you go to a big city, big cities are messy. Lot of people don't, that don't care if you are crossing the street or some people are surviving, you know, and they can, yeah, trigger a gun or whatever in your head in front of your daughter, in front of your kids, just for a few money, for a few coins. So yeah, I said, okay, we need to, we need to change this. I mean, yeah, for this reality for everyone, not only for, my, for me, for my family, for, just for everyone, if I can help, yeah. When, 
So where in Argentina was this that you're where? living? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was in Mendoza. Mendoza is a city in the center west of yeah. the, of the okay. of Argentina. Um, same latitude than Santiago de Chile or okay. Buenos Aires, more or less. Yeah. Same line there. And we are based in the base of Aconcagua, one of the, big, one of the biggest mountains there in, in Los Andes mountains. Wow. Yes, it's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful nature. Yeah. So I guess that in itself, there's that ingrained nature. When you're born in that environment, I can't help but think that that would have had some um, effect into your philosophies, you know? Yeah. Being born in that sort of environment. Yeah, I, sadly I couldn't enjoy too much nature, like the raw nature, you know, like wild. Uh, but I used to be a Boy Scout and then a seed was planted, you know, and, and yeah, and I want to rewild myself, rewild my family with all this knowledge, with all this ancient wisdom, you know, not, not only survival skills, which is awesome, which is really awesome to l learn how to build your own tools, to then hunt, you know, because going back to movement, right? Uh, this, this is from this society <laughs> to eat before exercising. Mm. We, need to, we need to move first to survive. We need to move first, our heart needs to beat before pumping blood. We need to um, move our muscles, diaphragma, diaphragma, do you say diaphragm? Diaphragm, yeah, diaphragm. Yeah, diaphragm, to, to put air, air on your lungs. Uh, you need to move, run, walk, gather, hand, whatever. You need to move before getting your own food. So, yes, that's why we need to rewild and go back to that like, yeah, it's not functional, it's primitive patterns. You, you bring up an uh, amazing philosophy I learned from one of my early yoga teachers who's unfortunately left us, um, and that his, his biggest, um, I guess, direct, like, constant uh, message was movement follows breath. Whenever practicing an asana, so a posture, Never breathe and then move. Mm. Movement follows the breath, you know? So like learning that function that, sorry, sorry, I'm, 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 I'm muggling my words, but yeah, the breath, so movement is following the breath. So the breath, so the movement, you could say the diaphra diaphragmatic breath of the expansion of the lungs, that movement arises and then the actual movement of the asana follows. And it just reminded me of that. Yes. So kind of going back to Argentina, you said that in the environment in which you were raised in and your children were raised in, I, I'm, I'm assuming that that frame of mind and you wanting to leave came at the same time as when your child was born, so yeah. that they came at the same moment. Yes. Yes, yes. So how do you get in, more involved into this movement and where did this first arise? I'm assuming it's for when you were a Boy Scout. Is that kind of where it, where it began or was there something prior to that? Yeah, other exposed to other martial arts or other forms of dance, or where did that kind of begin for you? That's a really cool question. Um, well, since I born, 
I was involved in movement. Of course, with, an, with not, a, not a discipline, like, okay, this is something. This is a martial art. This is, I was a mover since I, like many of us, you know, we, we love to climb trees, we love to run, we love to, and then when you dominate some skills, you go for uh, more complex skills, right? So then when I, when I felt that I was like wanting more, I went to Taekwondo, it's a Korean martial art, Taekwondo, and uh, yeah, there started my path on different disciplines. So I went to Taekwondo, Karate. How, how old were you at this point? Uh, seven years old. Oh, so very young. Yes, very young. Nice. Um, also was part of, my dad used to practice kapu eh, sorry, not kapuera, Karate and he was super involved in martial arts and was transmitted to us, right? To me and my brother. Uh, yes, so martial arts, gymnastics, uh, the aspect of the Boy Scouts, it's a super complex and more integrative uh, aspect of, of my movement background because you put on, on on your scenario, the movement that you were learning, maybe like leadership or whatever, di different things related, related not only with movement, but also with a kind of behaviors that you need to learn. Um, yeah, to be a better citizen, to be a better habitant of the world. Yeah. Yeah, fascinating. I think that's so key getting exposed to these sorts of modalities and philosophies and disciplines. That's a question I kind of have in here is like, what does discipline mean? And I think learning those foundational uh, discipline practices at a young age, you're really distilling that in a child. I think it's so important. You know, did you find that that was something as a young child, you, you're probably fighting or complaining with the instructor, but in his, for him, he's like, well, no child. But for you, in your mind, it's like, well, I don't want to do that. But then there's probably that persistent process of teaching discipline. Do you feel that that was something that really had value to your practice, even now, you know? <laughs> yeah, I am a self-motivated individual. That's good. So I think my discipline uh, comes from my own motivation. Okay. So, yeah, sometimes you need to learn some rules. And that's part of the I, yeah, older part of discipline. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, but my, it's different to be constant and to be like regular on your practice than to be disciplinated. Mm. It's, yes. I mean, could be, could be pretty similar, but it's different. I get, I get you. There's a fine line. I almost like to think of that like motivation and drive. Yeah. I find motivation is something that when it's snowing outside, you can be motivated, but the moment you go outside, that motivation can go away in an instance. Yeah. Whereas drive, but the thing between drive and motivation to the layperson, I think they are very similar. But then when you have the drive, rain, storm, tsunami, doesn't matter the circumstances because exactly. you're driven. This is almost kind of what you're saying. Yes, is it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that's yeah. That's something I'm slowly starting to accept because <laughs> I can't just wake up in the morning and be motivated to want to train. It's not the motivation that's going to get me to the gym or get me to the mat. 
Uh, it's the drive and it's the knowing that it must be done. I think there's this intrinsic knowledge that it must be done and the mind's going to always try to come up with some fictitious tale <laughs> as to tell you why you shouldn't be going, but you know you must in the process and it never gets easier. It's so, I find, I don't know for you, but you know, I have a cold shower every day and I thought by now after many, many months that oh, my mind will just know it's the reality, but nah, my mind's always trying to get a little edge, trying to get a little fine line. So but now it's at the point now where I just turn, I just turn the, I just dim it down, dim the volume down, it's the reality, you know? Yeah. The cold hits you and it's like, oh, well, this is the reality. But the mind's always gonna keep, keep going, keep going. Uh, when you came to New Zealand, um, I don't know if this question just happened to come up for me, is, um, when you came here, what was it like? What were the people like? What was the living like? How did, how did that kind of feel internally for you? You know, I know it's a kind of cryptic question, but I just find it's, it's fascinating when people, especially from European countries, like South America, right? But yeah, but you know what I mean? Like that, that, that tradition, very traditional South American and European, there's a certain embedded tradition there that I can't put my fingers on because I've been to both Argentina and Europe. So I can, I, can, I can touch on that, but I can't exactly pinpoint what it is. But when coming here, I'm curious what that was like, because when I was over there, I was just exposed to a lot of, they, were mu they seemed much more um, open, vocal. Mm. New Zealand were much more chill, still loving, but much more chill, relaxed, a bit more reserved, held back. Whereas in Europe and South America, there's a bit more of an outward expression, an outward movement orientated love, kind of coincidentally movement orientated, but did you find that and what was that like coming here, you know? Yeah. Uh, there is a lot of things that I can say about it, uh, but I'll try to be brief. Um, well, yes, in South America we, we, we scream, we are love, we hug, we, we are super friendly, sometimes, sometimes. We are super open uh, with, with our closest group, but then it's hard to open to other groups if you don't know them. But when I came here, I saw people super friendly, not so open as maybe could be a South American person, but super friendly. And most important thing that I was looking for were, well, first, first is more relaxed. In, Every, 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 yeah, in every sense, Secu uh, security, security in terms of uh, do not be, not being worried about if someone is looking at you to steal you or to rob you or, and that is a price that, yeah, that, that don't, don't have price, if you know what I mean, like, that kind of relaxation when you are walking. Of course, a lot of different things can happen here and everywhere, but it's different. South America, is, you, you, can, you can feel it in the air when someone is looking at you and it's dangerous and that kind of things was with what we were looking to change. So that wa that was, um, that's why we came to, to New Zealand to give to my daughters like a kind of Okay, we need to stop a little bit. We need to relax a little bit. Do not be worried, daughter, my dear daughter, to 
go to the water, leave your things there or whatever. You can cross the, the street and the car is not coming to you like, okay, it's my turn to pass. So that kind of things are super. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I could imagine that. I get that vibe. When I was in um, Spain, I got that vibe a lot. It's just a different energy there. And then uh, I really, and then I saw New Zealanders in that context and I was like, wow, we really are chill. <laughs> Good people, but chill. Yeah. It was just an interesting kind of realization to have, you know, actually seeing it. Um, yeah, fascinating. I find this, this kind of gives a bit of context for the listener, you know, it's coming, coming from that sort of country and coming here. Uh, so so with, with that, when you came, when you landed, what, so it was 2015 you said you came here? No, when we came here was 2019. Oh, that was when your child was Two born, years. was it? No, no, my child born on, in Argentina and 15. Yeah, okay, okay, it's 2019. Oh, so so we, we arrived here two, two years ago. Oh, wow, so you've only been here a short time. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> Even with all the, yeah, all the bro, pandemic bro, situation. Oh my gosh. When, when in 2019 did you come? December. This is, oh, that's literally right before. Right before. All yeah. shit closes down. So then now you can actually kind of get some semblance of what Auckland's like, eh, now, because yes. it's kind of opened up a bit more. Yes. <laughs> I find that so ironic. Yeah, still, still, still looking still, to, still, to, yeah, to yeah. find my tribe, to move yeah, my tribe yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, cool. Mm. So is, is that kind of a reason why you initiated these workshops in the first place? Yes, yes, yes. I want to yes. connect. I want to connect. Yes. There's a weak connection in every sense. I, I, I mean, sun, sun, the sun, Ra, or whatever you want, Inti for... Uh, because I have some, uh, yeah, Aymara blood, which is a native Andean American in, in yeah, in South America. Uh, the sun is shining for everyone, you know. So if I can connect people to move, to host other workshops that are that are not mine, other disciplines, other yeah, all, all perspectives are awesome. We need to we need to connect. And that was exactly the vibe I got at your workshop you hosted, which was amazing, just to kind of echo that, man. It was the people there, the purity of it. Um, I got a real sense that a lot of what you explore, it's like you're playing, playing. Like, that was a, that was a real feeling I had, like I was a child again. I could move and had no restrictions, yet there, you, still, you still gave us structure and instruction. And, and, and direction and guidance, however, there was still this open plane of exploration. Is that, was that kind of intended in your philosophy or was that yeah. something, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, the, the, I mean, I, I can give you a, like a hard and solid instruction, but I prefer, that's, that's what I most like, to give you a concept, maybe an idea, and you explore it by yourself because you go into resolve or to move or to think it in thinking about it in a different way than other person can do. So everyone discovering their potential, you know. So yeah, I give you a concept and explore it. What do you feel? What do you want to do with it? Mm. So I guess this comes to a key question that listeners are probably wanting to know: is what is movement? What is movement? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, it's, it's everything, it's, yeah, it's everything. If you don't move, you don't live. You need to move, you need to move. 
uh, I, in the context of uh, your philosophy, I could say, you know, because I say, uh, when I speak of movement to some people, they kind of, their eyes kind of gloss over. Mm. What are you training for? I just love moving, yeah. you know? And then once I say, oh, I'm training for this, like a run or gymming, they're like, oh, okay. It's like there's this umbrella term, but mm, at the same time, it's quite broad, but it's also very refined. So with that, is it? In, in, in the context of your philosophies, how, how do you convey movement? You know, what is it that you're, you're wanting to teach in your, in your workshops, in your teachings? If you were to say to the simple person and say, oh, I'm teaching you movement, they might kind of, okay, well, what is that? I don't really know what yeah. that means. Yeah, well, um, in first place, there is a lot of people that is working with movement. A lot. We know a lot of people like Ido Portal and uh, yeah. But my approach is kind of similar because I have a similar background. I'm talking about background and what Ido said, and I was I, I listened to from him. Uh, but my idea is more related with evolutionary uh, approach. Which, mean, which basically means going back to the primal patterns, primal, primal movement patterns. We evolve with that patterns. Uh, and in terms of practice, it's more sustainable. What I want to say, uh, I am 30, Six, I think, or <laughs> 37 yeah. years yeah, old. Yeah, I, I young looking dude, man. <laughs> Far yeah. out. So it shows, it shows. <laughs> and I, I cannot train as I was. I mean, I don't have the same time, the, the same lifestyle, the same uh, schedule of my life, the same energy, of course. I'm, I mean, yeah, I can train, I can, I can go hard. But it, it's not sustainable to stay moving in terms of, okay, I'm going to make this technique Perfect. Yes, yeah, some, two, three, but I cannot train backflip, 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 or whatever, or backflip with twist or bit twist or any, any movement that you can see from a lot of nice performers. So what I want to say with this is I practice other stuff. Of course, I practice this, this um, nice and good looking movement but related with maybe hunting patterns. So throwing patterns, pushing patterns, not so, not putting them in, in a, okay, this is a capoeira, I don't know, strike. I, I try to go for more general uh, concept. So it's a hunting pattern because I am throwing something, could be a spear, could be a rock, could be, and I am still going for the functionality. You know, um, and it's more sustainable for your for your biosystem, you know, your organism. Um, yes. Okay, so you're really distilling down to the primal functionalities of a human being, what it is they do from a functional perspective, from our 
from our heritage, from our ancestors, how they would have moved. So the gait, the pushing, the pulling, the jumping. Swimming, climbing. The swimming, the climbing. Yes. I like that. And, and also, of course, you can practice the other part of, part of, of the skills. Okay, one hand, one hands, hands arm, um, sorry, one hands, uh, one arm handstand, yeah. or one arm pull up, mm. or acrobatics, or gymnastics, or whatever, whatever juggling, juggling with, with weights, with kettlebells, everything, everything. You can explore that kind of things. But in terms of sustainability, yes. movement sustainability, you cannot long to uh, yeah it's not a it's not so sustainable it sounds like yeah, it's kind of analogous to a house right you can't build a house without a cornerstone it sounds like what how it is you're directing and approaching your philosophy or you're establishing the foundations yeah so it's from the foundations that then you can start to do the one arm pull-ups and you start to do these backflips but you must have that foundation if you just go straight into backflips I see what you mean how it can be unsustainable because you could twist your ankle and then you're ruined. But if you're just practicing a gait, for example, a walk, or a soft roll on the ground, or a push-up, or climbing, or you're, you're really establishing that foundation. Yep. Yeah, that's fascinating. I really like that. So it really, again, it comes back to that reconnection piece. Yes. That seems to be so embedded in your and your sight and how it is your teaching. Uh, on one of the videos you sent me, you're, you're flinging like a type of rope type contraction. Is that, is that for like hunting like a bird or, well, bird, I guess like an animal, like yes. a mammal that yes. catches their legs, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. They're, they are called uh, boleadoras. The um, boleadora is, is the name of this, this kind of hunting tool. It's three ropes. With a with a bowl made of leather of some animal and, and rocks, so you throw it, you get the the legs, and yeah, the animal that you want to hunt go down to the mm. to the ground and yeah. Yeah. So was that was that your wife that did the? My wife was practicing. Yeah, as well. yeah. I saw her. She was still pregnant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of the second. The second. Oh, second. You have two, two, two. I have two daughters. Oh, yeah. beautiful man. What are their names? Uh, the older is Serena. Serena? Serena. Yeah. You, you, here you, you said that's Serena. 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 Yeah, classic. And the smaller is Sophia. Oh, beautiful names, man. Yeah. Yeah, cool. They, they raised by a dad that will teach them how to hunt and move, right? That's they good. love to move. That's they love good. to go that's to so nature. That's so good. Yeah, I can, well, we're in, we're in um, Gabriel's little gym and he was saying that the rings here the kids just love love climbing on them and the swing here. It's good. It's a good environment eh, when you're kind of born and raised in this sort of space, you know. And I see you've got a bow. Is it so? Is that something you you use? Or? Yeah, I, I have a bow. I yeah. have a bow, and, and I practice. I as I said before, I'm trying to retake all these primal patterns. Yeah. Um, I I I practice with my bow. I throw knives. I throw acts uh, yeah different different stuff but especially that that thing that you are seeing there is a berimbau it's a capoeira instrument mus musical instrument wow so yeah it's a percussive instrument and that's that's how it's laid out with that echo type yeah hollowed out yeah coconut the, the gourd yeah yeah so it's an instrument yeah 
So you have the pandero, which is a tambourine. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, you have a drum. That drum is called djembe. Mm. But in capoeira we use a natabake, which is a bigger one. Yeah. And you, you play it stand in, in your legs. Uh, yeah, and well, that is a ninjutsu. Um, yeah, it's a, it was made for a master of ninjutsu. Ninjutsu. Uh, ninjutsu. Ninjutsu is a it's a Japanese martial art that wow. I'm studying. Studying. It's mo It's one of the most ancient uh, Japanese martial art. Any direction to jujitsu? Yes. Yes. So is this pre jujitsu? It's pre jujitsu. Yeah, because jujitsu was introduced by the Chinese to um, the Gracie family, correct? Yeah. In yeah. Brazil. I, I I am not so sure about the the, the story of jujitsu. Yeah, I believe. But Brazil. Mm. was a, a Japanese guy who arrived in, in yes. Brazil and start teaching. So that's what that is. This is this is this is this is from the age of samurais and ninjas. Oh wow! Yeah, I noticed you have a um, samurai image on your in your uh, oh, yeah. picture. Is, is it something you're quite fond of the samurai arts and that form? The, that that yeah that that art martial art is one of the most complete art that I found in terms of how much you can still learn it. It's infinite. It's infinite because it's so ancient. Uh, ninjas and samurai and, and people who was in the, in the battlefield, you know, they, they should stu study climate, uh, weather conditions, and yeah. Wow. Uh, it's like a holistic martial art. It's super holistic. They, they, they work with, with some um, sp at a spirit, I mean, matter levels, spirit levels, and other levels the that ethereal I ethereal level, yeah, ethereal level, wow. yeah. So, um, yeah, they they were masters in 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 uh, tactics, strategy. You know, it's it's super complete. Ninjutsu. I'm wondering the ninja. Nin ninja. Exactly. Yeah, ninjutsu. Yeah. Ninjutsu. Ninjutsu, ninjutsu yeah. means the technique, right? Uh, what I want, what I like to say is, is budo. Budo is like the path of the warrior. Budo. B u d d o. Yeah. B u d o. Yeah. 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 Oh, budo. I, okay. Well, that kind of leads to another question, but I just want to kind of we glossed over it. throwing knives. Man, I gotta give that a go <laughs> next time. Is that possible? Sure. Oh, yeah, I've always, yeah. I've never had the opportunity. <laughs> you bring that up, I'm like, brother, I would love to try that. Yes. Uh, yeah, I just, something, I can't explain it yet, because the hunting piece, I think, it's something that I've been um, graced with. Um, have, have, having gone hunting, I didn't, I didn't take an animal's life, though, but I eat meat, and my philosophy has b become that I must go hunting and... Um, take an animal's life, and if I can't take an animal's life and look at it in, in its eye, then I'm going to stop eating meat from that day forward. The opportunity hasn't come yet when I've been able to, but I've got something very deep in me that that I must almost confront that yep. part. I feel we've become so detached, and is, is hunting something that you you where well, you said you practice bow bow hunting? Is that something that you actually actively do? or seek to do, or is it just you're kind of just exploring the movement pattern itself? Yeah, I'm not a hunter. I, I want, I actually, I, I'm surprised that you are 
saying that to me because I am the same path, like mm -hmm. trying to understand how to, it's not, I, I don't want to say take a life, but yeah, to... to it's, got, it's got weight, eh? I agree. I'm trying to form a better way because it's heavy. Yeah, it's, it's heavy. heavy. It's heavy. But yeah, I, I practice the patterns yeah. to be ready to do it in the proper form with less suffering as less suffering as you can yeah what kind of bows do you practice a traditional bow oh. and, yeah uh, traditional um, um, what do you call it recurve it's a recurve bow this one is a long bow no oh, it's not a recurve oh wow yeah oh very traditional beautiful man it's so very yeah, very primal you're very you're really taking it to that degree i think that's important man because yes. it allows you to express and convey your philosophy because there's no faltering there's no falsity it's mm. very clear and pure um so that budokan uh something of when when exploring and studying other movement practitioners um as such as yourself like there's ida potel and there's another guy um cameron shane Sh no yeah cameron shane he and he's formed a movement pattern called Budokan. Have you heard of that? No. I'm curious now with the ninjutsu and the, the Buddha, I'm wondering if he's incorporated the two and kind of formed it into his own practice. I'll, I'll send you a link, I think you might be into it, sure. but that just kind of brought up a point regarding that. I find that a lot of these movement practitioners that um, I stumble across, they always have a, they tend to have a background in capoeira. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, is, it just, is it just a coincidence or do you think with the way that capoeira is displayed and conveyed and taught that there's these elements that happen to carry over to, you, you know, to expand out more, more into these movements? Is, yeah, I, get, I guess first it would be good to say what is capoeira? Mm. Well, uh, capoeira is a I like to call it art of freedom. It's an it's an art of, art of freedom, uh, but it's a Brazilian mark. I can say martial art to to make it simple. Uh, mix with like techniques, uh, hit high. Sorry, striking techniques, uh, a lot of kicks with music, and you can confuse it with dance. And that's the main idea, to be confused as a dance. Uh, we, uh, capoeira has that, that um, uh, background from the African slaves br uh, bringing, brought to Brazil. So they, they have all the uh, music aspects, rituals, percussive instruments, but they use, they use this things, aspects of, of dance, music, to um, pretend that you, they were dancing and actually they were elevating the spirit, firstly, to gain force, to gain strength, to move their body and train different aspects of, yeah, I don't know, um, yeah, I don't know how to call it now. Yeah, as aspect of uh, self-defense. Yeah, mm. That's the mm. word. I was going to say attacking, but okay, fascinating. Yeah, it's because yeah, the more I the more I explore it, the more there's that constant theme of them having that capoeira or 
even a mashwat, but it's always seems to be kapoeta. Watching it, for those listening, if you haven't, I'll, I'll, I'll actually add a link in the show notes. Um, it's real beautiful to watch. It's almost hypnotizing. And the music is kind of this monotonous drum and there's that there's always fire present and there's this kind of ritualistic tribal vibe I yeah. get from it, that real element. So it makes sense. It's almost like you're enchanting your opponent with presuming that you're just dancing when really you're you as the you as the um, practitioner or the person hunting or competing with the enemy, you're you're both hypnotizing the opponent but you're also bringing up energy and you're so, accumulating your energy to then strike. Yeah. So it's like a... Uh, well, you, you have something that is called ashe. Ashe is that energy, that, that feeling that you can compare it with uh, maybe here in New Zealand with the haka. So they all the group of people bring all that energy and almost in, in thinking of that, I have goosebumps. I'm I mean, we, and we, 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 in Capoeira is a hoda. Hoda is a circle of people closing, avoiding uh, to be seen uh, for, the, for the master slave or, yeah, people who was, uh, yeah. And um, so they, they hold all that energy in this circle of persons and two, only two persons in the middle practicing their skills in terms of kicking, self-defense, dodging, being like going strong and stronger with all this energy that comes from music and uh, yeah, movement, that, of course. I think that's probably for most of the listeners, probably New Zealanders, and I think that's a very good example and they all know what you're talking about, about the haka, the potency of the haka and that, that form and the correlation to the capoeira, it's, yeah, it's very visceral. I just got a bit of goosebumps to even mention it, because when I think about the haka, when I've practiced the haka, or done a, a form of a haka, <laughs> ironically, when I was in Argentina on a rugby trip, we did the haka against the oh, Argentinians. Nice. So it was a beautiful exchange because they were both honored and they were fired up by, rec by receiving the haka, but then I got so fired up giving the haka and being in that group setting, just, just, just that sensation before going out to battle, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, I find it fascinating, like, how, again, it kind of comes back to the movement follows breath piece, that you're through that. The breath is obviously going to be intensifying and becoming more, uh, coming more, like, like os oscillating, you could say. And then from that, the movement comes and that's going to, push you forward, move you forward, stimulate the senses, allow you to go into the activated state before battle. And the capoeira sounds so, such a similar, is that correlation. So that's maybe why that they do take a lot from capoeiras because it's embracing and going into that sort of space, that spirit, that energy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I asked you this before, but I just want to just explore it some more is in the workshop um, when there was a portion of it where you're talking about uh, we were we were kind of we we're on this like basically Gabriel 
he has a, a, a portion in the park. What park was it? Centennial? What was the park we, you trained uh, at? Centennial Park. Yeah, yeah, Centennial Park. There's this portion that Gabriel goes to and he, it's like the jungle. And that's where a lot of his training happens or some of your training. I'm not sure how much, but anyway, you go there. Uh, well, he goes there and he trains and explores the surroundings and climbs the trees and, and walks along broken down branches and walks through leaves and uh, shrubbery and it's, it's, it's the jungle, it's probably as pure as it can get. Is that obviously, I'm assuming that in itself is intentional because it aligns with you going back to nature, right? Is that, is that you're intending that because it's not all man-made and perfectly symmetrical, it's, it's chaotic you could say, it's imperfect. Is that intentional? Yes, it's absolutely intentional. Yeah, yeah I that, love that. that. That is part of going back to the roots. That is part of reconnect. I, I feel a great connection when I am in nature with some, something else. I don't know what it is. I don't know, but I, but I can feel it only when I am in nature. You train bare feet, correct? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Same reasoning, to be grounded. Yes, to be grounded in... in this, this thing to train in nature is because we evolved through millions of years in nature. These new houses that we have, new shelters that we have now, call it houses, uh, it's super new for us. So we, we used to be in the, in, the, in the ground, touching the ground with our skin. If, if, if we had some protections, that of course we had protections, uh, was our, an organic protection, you know what I mean? Like, yeah or leather or some kind of yeah plant that protected your feet uh, so yes it's absolutely absolutely intentional and that's what i want to go like yeah nature so most of your from what i've seen most of your um workshops and sessions you put on that generally outside of seeing yeah yeah, yeah well except uh, when yeah ex except when when it's super bad in yeah. terms of weather conditions. Uh, yeah, I, I, in my case, I try to stay in, 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 a, in nature when I train. But when in classes, outdoor is fine. A, a urban park is fine. A beach is fine. Uh, if, it's a, if it's bush, perfect. Awesome. Let's do it. Uh, but yeah, this thing that you mentioned before, this irregular, this imperfection, perfect imperfection of nature uh, is what is more rich in terms of movement. You can learn more, you, you, can, you, can, you can be more aware of the environment if you are in an in uneven surface. Mm. If it's all even in, your, in the ground, yeah, it's easy. You don't need to look, you don't need to stay aware of what is happening on, the, on your feet. But it's if uneven, if you have some sticks that you can step in, uh, if you have some rocks that you can smash your toes, you know what I mean? So those are components that are, make the practice more complex and make you more aware and make you more, give you more inputs and your brain like ta -ta 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 -ta, a lot of connection, new connections. Okay, the food is like here, I don't want to injure myself so I need to readjust my position or whatever wherever and you learn you learn yeah you, you yeah interesting because you and in, in that it kind of brings up the question i was just going to ask um that 
when you're thinking about adjusting and, 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 and having to adapt to the environment and all the undulating surfaces and all the sticks and how much the mind can sometimes be a, be a falsity and how much that can like take away from the process. But at the same time, it's got a function. So I remember when we were going through one of the processes and um, exercises, movements, when we were propping up onto that branch and you're talking a lot about the mind that don't, don't, almost like don't be afraid, but that's just the first place my mind went to. And I imagine that would have been the first place a lot of people went to because it was, it was kind of uncomfortable like, to do it, but then I found myself doing it and then you rephrased that. It was interesting. So, you know, how do you kind of like separate the two obviously you need it the spatial awareness which is probably a a mental a mental thought form but at the same time that thought form can take you away from the process itself at hand yeah i think we are programmed from our childhood yeah. and all most of the things happen through mind so you need to rationalize the process that you are, anything that you are doing in your life. Okay, do this like this and, and kind of a teacher come and try to explain you in only with, with words, you know, which is good. It's part of, yeah, which is good. Um, so we, we, and we have a mind and we need to use it. But the, the thing is we, um, we, how do you say, you erase the, the intuitive part part to go only for the rational part so your mind says okay i'm going to put my foot here to not injure myself i'm going to step in this part so that way i can pass through and that's it's not bad it's yourself protecting i mean it's, it's it's a it's a reflex you want you don't want to be hurt or to injure yourself doing some stuff that you don't know how to do it's it's, it's fine but then, if you if you have if you do if you give too much importance to the mind, you are avoiding to use the other part, the intuitive part, the your your body are just just doing, just being. You you know what I mean? Like yes. you are not being. You are with with all your 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 bodies aligned, your physical body, your mind, and your spirit, and only your mind. So if you are able, which is a hard thing, if you are able to put your mind apart or to give the same importance that the other, the other inputs that you can have, um, that, that, is a, that is a powerful thing. Powerful. Do you have a personal practice in which you, which you practice that? Yeah. You know? do, you, do you have a personal practice though that you like say meditation, journaling? I don't know something. Do you have anything you you do, or is it just through your movement practice itself? That yeah, I, I nothing special. I I I just trying to be. I trying to listen. Listen with all my senses. Yes. Not, not, not only my mind. I trying to. That, I don't know how, how how you explain that because it's people. Are, it's people so simple hearing. and so deep at the same time. Yeah. People are hearing, but they aren't listening. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. 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 Fascinating, because that that right there was what really came up for me. Is you're basically stating a form of meditation or that meditative quality or that spiritual component of we aren't our mind and how we perceive the world and experience the world is only in our mind. 
we have all become victims to circumstance. And when you, when you brought that up in that moment, I was like, okay, I, I can start to see the, the quality here that, yes, my, my mind, and it started to rain too. And I was like, fuck, what, what do we have? Like a jacket, are we even gonna like, like put wet weather gear on? And you're like, and I remember you're in the message, you're like, rain or shine, we train. And I think that goes back to that same quality of, well, the mind's gonna try to come up with a rationale as to, oh, I might get a cold or it's uncomfortable, it's slippery, it's wet, but no, we're playing. Exactly. Well, you know, that, that, I assume that was intentional, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and it was like, okay, be prepared. Yeah, we were prepared, yeah. yeah. We were prepared, I must say, we weren't freaking in summer gears, but that, that was another quality in that, and then you brought in that. That, 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 that branch when we were popping up and there was the instance where we would have, would almost lunge. You know, I'd never physically think I would have been able to do this before because I was afraid mm -hmm. and I was, I was rationalizing so much about how to do it, what to do. Whereas when you just gave just the freedom of doing it and you, you, you directed, but at the same time you gave the freedom of exploring it. When we did that leap, and then last minute, you roll on your shoulder. I was like, fuck, I never would have thought I would have been able to do that. But that was in the process of separating my thinking mind from my like rational mind almost. And, and also almost just the awareness too. I almost switched it up into three parts because I wasn't trying to think about it. I wasn't trying to rationalize in it, but I was just watching it. I was just observing the process. And then once it happened more, it's like, okay, wow, wow. And seeing the faces on some of the people is, because I think they had the same thought that, well, I can't do that. And then they did it. And it's like, wow. And you just kind of move on. Yeah, I just yeah. found that that was, a, that was a real powerful quality just to kind of um, re rephrase that back to you, you know, just for, you, for your peace of mind and for you to know that, you know, exploring that. And especially, again, for the, for the person that, because he was an older man there, he was slightly older than, well, than, than me, and he was exploring and he was just getting into it, and it was just super inspiring to witness, because I think, again, that condition, we get told when you're that age, you're, you're not meant to move like this, and there he was. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I thought that was super powerful. Um, kind of going back to the, 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 the discipline, what you spoke to, but what can you say to patience and, and discipline? And a daily practice. Patient? Yeah. Yeah, patient. Pa patient is it's powerful. Um, for me, is 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 the is the motor of, of my um, my motivation. So yeah, I, I I am patient to explore more, to learn more. And doesn't matter what it is. I like to I like to learn. And yes, and from there, I am able to to do stuff that I that I didn't know that I want that I could do. If you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's it's a powerful it's a powerful feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I imagine being a dad. Having three girls, <laughs> that would you that cannot would imagine. I can, I, can, I can only imagine. I'm the youngest of six, and I don't know how my mum had the patience. Oh, my dad. 
it's, it's yeah. a it's a uh, it's a hard work but it's yeah. beautiful it's beautiful and you you can learn how much how 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 much you can do for the world you you can i mean whatever you do is going to have a an echo in the world from you, from your daughters to the world right so your actions are teaching your daughter your sons or daughters whatever and they are doing the same with their daughters and with the society and so it's in our hands my friend it's in our hand every parent has a lot of power in the in how to influence in the in the society and it's a hard work because we also have our programs from our parents we learned a lot of different conditioning and yeah conditioning yeah um, good things and bad things and you need to struggle with it and yeah you need to face it and yeah wow it's powerful so and the patience and with a daily practice I kind of because I said what can you say to patience discipline and daily <laughs> practice but it's almost one and the same in order to have Patience, it requires discipline, and in order to have discipline, it requires patience. And in order to have both those qualities, it's it is a daily practice. Yes, it's a daily process. It's a daily. You process. never, you never arrive. No, I think you never arrive. Yeah. You never arrive. Sorry, I think it's a it's a process of learning. Uh, I don't know if there's people that already arrived? I think no. Maybe Jesus or Buddha? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't Maybe. know. I think still them, they, 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 they can learn more, they could learn more or do more. I, I don't know. I actually don't know. It's an infinite path. Suffering. Suffering? Yeah. What is, what is suffering? Mm -hmm. The importance of it, the necessity of it, the inevitability of it. Do you think it's something? Yeah, yeah, it's it's part of the process. Yes. It's part of the process for sure. Uh, it's not a bad thing. It's it's uh, it's, it's let, let's let's make it easier to 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 yeah to express to it. Unpack. Yeah, it's because because again, to it's unpack. got a lot of weight. It, it, you you can you can you can. If you relate suffering with stress, you have some kind of stress, which is beneficial. You need to stress your body, you need to stress your mind in, to have a grow from there. If you have a, a right, the right amount of stress, you can improve from there and elevate your, your, your uh, how do you say that? The, yeah, the highest part, the, the the roof. Yeah, your ceiling, your your, your potential, your yeah. potential. Exactly. So suffering, if if this suffering is not so harmful, you can grow, you can learn from the from from there, from that situation, and keep growing, keep learning. But yeah, definitely, if if you don't suffer, you don't learn. I mean, can happen, can happen from the from the other from other part of the path. But most of the times, you're going to arrive from a destin uh, to a destination that is that is suffering. 
and that is not a bad thing. It's your mindset that, that tells you, okay, no, I, I cannot more. I, this, this is too much. Or if your mindset is, okay, this is my, I'm struggling with this. I need to face it. I need to pass it or pass it on. Or what, I, I, I don't know how do you say that. And move from there. Transcend it. Sorry? Transcend it. Transcend is a nice word. Yeah. It's a, it's a deep concept. It is. Yeah. So, having, having obviously two daughters and knowing the inevitability of suffering, how do you reconcile that knowing that, of course, they will approach that for you in a way I could imagine it's a practice to have to let, let that go. Like probably when they climb a tree, for example, the potential of them falling or breaking their arm or hurting themselves. And do you find that there's, there's a certain quality in, in, for you to, in, that, in that acceptance? And what's that like, you know, being a dad and knowing that? Because I'm, I'm assuming you obviously are aware of that, right? That it's inevitable. So when you, when you understand that, is it, what, what, what is that, what is that, what comes up for you in that process? You, you need, uh, in my case, you need to stay in peace with the things that can happen, even, even with yourself. It's hard. It's hard because you want you want to protect your your you know your your daughters or your students or yourself. But you need to push yourself or push your daughters or push your stu push your your students because if they don't don't like jump a little bit like jump that the, 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 you go for the extra if you don't go for the extra mile. You're never going to grow, you know. Uh, so yeah, maybe maybe you are worried about they they falling from from the tree and broken arm and that things happen. You need to stay in peace with it. It's hard, yeah, but it's part of the process. Mm. The process, eh? Uh, when it comes to um, <laughs> bit of a bit of a sidetrack, but. When it comes to the nutritional component to your approach, I'm imagining that you align more to a direct, when it comes to your diet, that it's probably more aligned to the, to the, to the nature, to the primal meat eating, I'm guessing, or what, what, is, yeah. what is your, okay, great. So what, what does that consist of and, and how much do you feel nutrition plays a part in this approach, in movement? through physical exertion, you know, through dance, just all, all of movement, how much do you feel that nutrition and, and the food you give your body plays a part? Nice. Um, well, it's everything. Everything has a, has a form to explain or to justify something with movement, with nutrition, with everything. In my perspective, perspective what I practice, what I practice is that evolutionary aspect of the human being. So I go back to the evolutionary specific diet of a human being, which was not packaged, not uh, whatever, processed, no, no, no plastics, no, no. So everything can, that cannot live or cannot stay, cannot long last out of the fridge is what I eat. 
mostly meats. It's my, my diet is based on, on animal products. Lot, all, all type of meat. Um, organs and... Yeah, organs. Yeah. Oh, great. Every, 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 all, all the animals. Uh, and I am experimenting with, with some stuff that I never experimented before. What's that? Uh, like raw, raw seafood. Oh, wow. Because, yeah, in, in Mendoza, we don't have sea. We don't have ocean. Uh, so here I have the possibility to access to this kind of things. Uh, Kina, you know. Yeah. Uh, like things that I never thought that, I, okay, that looks weird. But yeah. So going back to the evolutionary aspect of nutrition, we evolve in nature. We, this, this, this reality that where we, where we live now is so new for our genes. It's new for our genes. And our genes are more adapted to that. If we live millions of years in this reality, okay, I can believe you. Okay, maybe we can, we can eat some whatever, with some fries and nothing happened. Pretzels. It, pretzels, yeah, pasta. And, but our genes are not familiar with these new things. The, those are pretty new in, in our lifestyle, in, in the evolutionary aspect, you know. Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was the biggest shift for me in this last three months. Uh, three months. The just completely going back to how we would have been, you know, millions of years ago, eating that way, animal-based. And it's changed my life. <laughs> um, obviously, there's a lot of topics with people's ideologies around diet, and I don't, I don't align with any ideologies because they're wavering. And a dogma, I don't, I don't need a dogma to attach to. It's because it's fleeting. Whereas I'll just sit with and consume truth. You know, excuse the excuse the pun, but to 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 be direct and yeah it makes sense and i notice in my training in my movement i feel i i, I swear by 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 that my ability to move and the fluidity and reactivity i feel grounded i always i feel grounded now with how i eat mainly animal based i don't have raw fish that's something i'd like to actually explore now you say cuz i do come from Croatia, so that mediterranean that there's probably some lineage there um, but that piece and however oversighted it is now in this day and age unfortunately like a lot of rugby players I see I, I came from that culture where it's the train hard you know bench press and eat anything approach yeah. and unfortunately you look at a lot of <laughs> the rugby players and you know some are dying at a young age it's so sad like organ failures or yeah, a lot of it's organ failure. Mm -hmm. And I can't help but think that there's some correlation there. It's due, a lot of it's due to the diet. So much of it comes back to the diet and what we consume, you know. You are what you eat, you know. That, that adage that everyone hears, everyone probably thinks they know, but they don't actually know. They say that and then they eat a bag of pretzels. <laughs> and you wonder why you're inflamed and painful and depressed and anxious and how much that plays a part it's yeah it's something that just it's a package it's yeah. nutrition plus the lifestyle yeah mm. it is package yeah so 
I guess we'll kind of wrap this up, but I really appreciate um, what you've brought to the table. It's quite, I'm, I'm really looking forward to listening back to this, but for people that want to, um, well, I'll, before, before I ask that, what are you actually up to now currently? So what, what, are, you, what are you offering um, for anyone listening that is keen to explore and do some work with you? What are you currently doing? Hmm. Uh, well, I am offering one-on-one sessions, group sessions, and I am starting with retreats now related with movement, camps, movement camps, and I am organizing a survival camp in soon, so I'll let you know. Uh, but it's mostly, I, 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 I love to work with movers, with people who love to explore with their body and transcend it from, from there, like starting from the body and going in higher levels, if it's possible. And yeah, movers, stunts, I, am, I, I, I work with, with stunts as well. Uh, stuntman, you mean? Uh, yes, yeah, stuntman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Where can people find um, and contact you? Well, y- you have a website. Yeah. Which right. is uh, reconnectiontraining.com. How do you say? www.reconnectiontraining.com. I'll add this in the show notes. Yeah. And Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Yes. Yes, reconnection, just Google for reconnection training and... Great. Yes. Super. Wow. Man, uh, there, was, there was something else. I've already forgotten now what I was going to ask. Uh, yeah, I guess it was meant to be a fleeting moment. But um, <laughs> there's kind... Well, I guess, guess to finish, finish up, um, what does love mean to you? Love? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I think it. I think it's a. It's a. I, I can define it as a, uh, as a great vibration feeling. It's like I don't know. I don't know how how do you define that. It's it's it. It's some, It's it's hard question. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, man, I, I can feel love with any person and any, in any environment, but I only I can feel it in, in terms of, it, it's, not a, it's not something that you can say, it's, it's something that you can, yeah, just feel it, just, it's, it's, it's uh, like vibration maybe, energy, Call it whatever you want, um, but you you cannot put I cannot put it in in in, in words. Simply like as that, it just yeah. Hard hard to answer. Beautiful, mm. cool. Well, thank you. I really appreciate your time and allowing me into your home. I'm super excited to share this. I think it's it will be interesting, real interesting to hear what people say and. I hope, I hope a seed plants in the listener's brain. Maybe not, but it's, it's definitely sown in my brain and that, that um, survival can
Japan, that sounds right down my alley. When do you, th when do you plan on doing that? Uh, well, I'm doing this with a friend of mine who used to be a, yes, stay in the army and okay. so maybe June. Do it before July, please, because I'm going to India in July. <laughs> or just no pressure, no pressure. Uh, or um, just going more for spring or summer. Okay. Yeah, okay. but June, and then I'm organizing a, a movement camp, which is going to be awesome. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, super complete, like three or four days movement and Amazing. different practices. Cool. So I guess listeners just get get it get tied in on the website I'll add in the show notes and keep up to date but yeah thanks again brother I really appreciate this and I look forward to exploring more with you and learning more from you and moving thank you thank yeah. to you for coming and yeah. yeah putting me in that hard questions <laughs> how did we go guys how was that conversation I really enjoyed it I was super stoked with it. I hope you guys were. Listening back to it, it was um, great to hear a lot of the slices of wisdom that Gabriel uh, brought to the table. When listening back to it, there was a lot more things that stood out versus when I was actually in the conversation with him. So that's always a good sign and something that I love about this process of doing these podcasts is that you hear back and listen these big slices of wisdom so Gabriel I'm super grateful and thankful for your teachings and your philosophies and for those listening anyone that wants to follow up Gabriel I'm going to add all those links in the show notes so please reach out to him let him know if you're feeling called to explore movement some more do any of his workshops um, especially that one coming up about the survival workshop I think that'll be something super beneficial and that's something I'm going to um, most likely do depending on my time schedule, um, I will be doing that. So if you wanna join along with me in that, definitely come come, come to that. And on a side, uh, with the podcast, if, um, if you guys are feeling called to supporting this um, endeavor, this pursuit that I am on, if you could like it, if you could share it, if you could comment, if you could rate it, whatever means necessary that you can come to, I would cherish and appreciate that so much and it's probably one of the best ways for you to support me on my endeavors in this podcast and for me to bring more amazing guests and amazing minds because there is a lot of them out there and I will continue to be doing these and sharing these and having these compelling engaging conversations and tapping into the principles the philosophies the edicts the whole way that these individuals live and their means of living living with purpose living with meaning uh, and living in service so and reach out to Gabriel and let me let him know how we went um, let me know how I went because I'm always trying to get better at this um, so yeah I'll be looking forward to sharing the next episode with you all um, stay moving family stay moving with intention and don't stop don't stop. I love you all and see you on the next one. Peace.